or many of you know, like when you get into a fight, either directly to the person calling them a name, asshole, or mumbling it under your breath, fucking idiot. It's just something like that. That's demeaning. That's dehumanizing. It's not expressing your feelings in a mature way. Because when we're caught up in contempt, we hold ourselves morally above the other person of our contempt. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast, Relationships. Let's talk about it. I'm Prebo Toplitsky. I'm a psychotherapist specializing in relationship issues. Everybody's got one. Partners, family, friends, co-workers, neighbors, relationships. Let's talk about it. Welcome everybody to this episode, the biggest predictor of relationship failure. Yeah, what is it? What is it everybody is wondering? What do you think it is? Well, I'm going to tell you, according to many studies, and especially uh, John Gottman, a relationship researcher that I like to cite, the biggest predictor of relationship failure, da-da-da, it's contempt. That's right. What is contempt, you're asking? Well, contempt is a pattern of attitudes and feelings and behavior, often towards an individual or a group which has the characteristics of disgust, of anger, of worthlessness, or despicable with scorn. Yeah, folks, that's pretty deep. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you in this solo cast, it's just me today, and I wanna talk about contempt because it is, it's a slow, deep poison in relationships. It is something that I see in my uh, work as a relationship counselor that um, is is the demise of many, many relationships because the more expression of contempt, there's just less caring for and about each other. And contempt is built piece by piece. It's long and simmering negative attitudes about a person and they never get addressed usually. So people that have, we all have contempt. You know, we have moments of contempt in our relationship with people. We, we have disgust. We have anger. You know, there's kind of like some deep scorn. But when it becomes a pattern and when it is deep-seated in the relationship and never addressed, that's where it's very difficult to turn around. It is just, like I said, a, a slow, crippling relationship death. And it also shows up slowly and grows, sometimes quietly in the background because we never address conflict. There, like I said, there is anger at times in your relationship. But like I said, contempt isn't just a one-time regretful response to another person. It's the expression of a seething, stewing, like cauldron of scorn and disapproval and disgust toward that person. You know, it instead of targeting a specific action, it goes for the kill by attacking the person's very sense of their self. 
I believe contempt sneaks in when we begin to see our partner as the problem, right? I talked about in other podcasts about when we are in conflict, if we see the conflict, the issue as the problem, then it can be solved between partners as opposed to seeing the other person as the problem. Yeah, that's a lot there. And just to tell you how deeply insidious contempt can be in society, this is what breeds and has breeded genocide and the Holocaust. Devaluing, dehumanizing, indifference. So you can see how poisonous it can be in our interpersonal relationships. I like to quote uh, Dr. Stephen Stasny. He's written many articles and a great book that I highly recommend called Improving Your Marriage Without Talking About It. And it's not just about your marriage. It's about relationships. And I'm having an upcoming podcast in some weeks with Juan Santos. We talk about the fear-shame dynamic that shows up a lot in, in couples. And Stephen Stasny talks about contempt in many of his writings. So I'm going to quote him here. He says, contempt in love relationships occurs at the end of a long chain of resentments. It's caused by accumulating perceptions and unfairness. And contempt makes partners seem more like opponents than loved ones. And he goes on to say that contempt is present when you use, or at least think, contemptuous attributions such as lazy, selfish, inconsiderate, crazy, narcissistic, borderline, and so on to describe someone on a regular basis. And also what is interesting that I find in also my uh, work as well as what uh, Dr. Stasny goes on to say that he says that contempt is extremely contagious and that if you live with someone who is always holding contempt, you will usually end up holding on to some of your own resentment and contempt issues too. And I see that go back and forth in couples. So I want to give you some examples of it because some of you might, you know, really want to know how does it show up? How does it rear its ugly head? Yeah. Well, again, in disgust, in superiority, in sarcasm and cynicism, they are at the heart of contempt's expression and it can be present in a variety of ways. Like for instance, a facial expression like eye rolling or sneering, right? Sneering is when an upper lip is raised on one side, a little bit like a scowl, like an animal. Off-putting body language, like turning away, crossing your arms and pulling away in disgust. And of course, it's in insults and name-calling, using our sarcastic tone of voice. And also it shows up in humor that ridicules, right? That's the style of humor that's known to be sarcastic and biting, which leaves the other person feeling like, damn, ouch, that hurt, you know? And so 
sometimes that humor has a tendency to be mean or self-inflating. Do you have difficulty expressing your feelings and needs in a direct and responsible way? And also, do you choose passive-aggressive methods to get what you want? Mm -hmm. So let's go back to a few of those. Like for example, the behavior of eye-rolling. Eye-rolling is indifference. It shows indifference. And indifference is the opposite of love. It's not hate. It's not the opposite of love. It's indifference. Because hate has energy. With indifference or even apathy, there's nothing left. When couples show that kind of anger and hate toward each other, I can move something like with them. Like there's energy there. But with indifference, they don't care. They don't want to work. They don't care if the relationship is going anywhere. They don't really even care about the other person. And that's also a predicament around contempt is looking down upon the other person like you are better than them and they are worthless. Hmm. So now imagine all of this negativity and all this hostility and disdain being brought up into the one relationship that's supposed to be the safest, the most caring, the most loving, and the most intimate of all. Can you imagine it? It's not going to survive. And I'm just not trying to sound dire and, and hopeless, but I really want to really show you and explain to you the depths of the damage that the energy of contempt has in relationships so that you'll eliminate it. And I'm gonna tell you a little bit ways to do that later on. And I bring it up because especially now in social media, we know that there's so much contemptuous communication that's going on. People are just being very, very scornful really look down upon other people. The attitude is, I'm right, you're wrong, no room for tolerance. And we see how that destroys just even dialogue and debate. Just think again what it does on a pattern of relationship wear and tear. Some of you might know it and are experiencing it. You know, and I'm gonna give you a little bit of example that how it shows up really fast. I've seen it in many of my dialogues that couples have, you know, one might say something and the other one looks back and spats out really quickly, why are you looking at me like that? And the other one just says, nothing, nothing. I was just, just looking at the cabinet behind you, right? And then all of a sudden, a rolling of the eyes from that person, the other person, or that upper lip of that sneer, just to let them know exactly the disdain that they were feeling without saying a word. That's a quick example of how it can show up in a quick interaction. Or many of you know, like when you get into a fight, either directly to the person calling them a name, asshole, or mumbling it under your breath, fucking idiot. It's just something like that. That's demeaning. That's dehumanizing. It's not expressing your feelings in a mature way. Because when we're caught up in contempt, we hold ourselves morally above the other person of our contempt. 
And after all, they're just unworthy of, let's say, standing on the same ground as us. But you know what it reminds us of? And this is the maybe the positive part of contempt. If we're able to catch that feeling, it reminds us that we are estranged from our own compassion. That's right. Contempt can alert us to the fact that we're out of healthy relationship with whoever it is that we're feeling contempt towards. And again, as that research shows, that contempt is the greatest single, let's say, emotional indicator in relationship that it is near the end. That's right, it's on the rocks. Because again, once you've lost respect for that person, for your partner, intimacy is almost impossible to have except on very surface levels. And those of us that have been on the receiving end of contempt, we know that there's nothing that we can do about it. Like we can't defend ourselves, or we can't come back on an equal basis with the person that is contemptuous because we're already sentenced from high and above. That contemptuous person already feels that we are sentenced, that we are wrong and there is no turning us around. So I'm gonna tell you some other ways that it shows up subtly. And I know this is not like a feel good experience for some, but I think it's so important that we recognize it because I wanna make sure that you all get out of the pattern that if if you are in it, yes, I want to make sure that you get out. So some of these other behaviors that breed contempt and they start the seeds of contempt include, let's say regularly ignoring your partner as an indirect way of saying, I don't care. You know, ignoring communication. You know, John Gottman, the researcher that I talk about speaks of, he speaks at length of about bids of connection when your partner comes towards you in certain ways of bidding for attention and the effect of them going ignored, right? Essentially, if you're ignoring your partner's efforts to engage with you, then they'll just stop trying. It could show up in ignoring opportunities for intimacy, and not just sexual intimacy, but physical intimacy and expressions of contact like hugging or touching, kissing, as well as even aspects of emotional intimacy. A big one, this is huge, not showing appreciation. Because as I said before, appreciation is the number one relationship booster to relationship happiness. Yes, sir. Another one that shows its head is complacency in your relationship and forgetting that the relationship takes attention, that it takes consistent, positive work. So those those of you that have partners or are, that yourself are complacent at doing the work, those are some seeds that are going to lead towards possible contempt. And here's an interesting one also neediness that a partner who's, let's say, demanding, they can cause their partner to withdraw and to try to distance themselves from the really challenging nature of their partner, that this neediness can lead to contempt. 
And also some of the neediness can lead to the other partner to again stonewall, big one, right? When there's a lot of stonewalling in the relationship, and I've done a podcast on that, you can check it out in the, in the show notes for the link. Stonewall is like not even addressing your partner, not answering, not even engaging. And in some way, sometimes the stonewalling is used to that one is so flooded, overwhelmed that they can't answer. But sometimes it's just used to block the other person in some way. It's a silent fuck you. I'm not going to even engage with you. So it's interesting because when the person who's, let's say, criticized in a contemptuous ways, they often respond with defensiveness. And the person who is flooded by the contempt will, like I said, respond by shutting down or stonewalling. And this withdrawal is a protection mechanism in response to feeling overwhelmed by the hostility and by the negativity. And when couples and partners don't know how to communicate around that conflict, it just gets suppressed and never addressed and deep-seated. So, I'm gonna get to the alternative ways to change contempt, but I wanna say something else about, about power. You know, when talking with contemptuous tone of voice, it's very dismissing. You know, it says to the other person, I matter and you don't. You know, and that's a power play. And because of the way that it's attacking and it makes the person feel unworthy or inferior, it just creates just deep seated disconnection, a huge lack of trust in the relationship. And also, you know, the tone alone can convey that the other person, you're just not okay. The tone alone, even if the words are fine, when the tone sounds contemptuous, the tone will actually be heard more. That, that will prevail. And we all hear about, it's the tone. It's the tone. Well, guess what? It can be the tone. Yeah. Also, contempt is essentially that one person, they're thinking that their, their needs are more important than their partners or that they, again, are superior to their partner. I really want to stress that, that feeling of superiority. And contempt can lead to escalation of conflict because it's very difficult to resolve any problem when one person is getting the message that they just don't matter. All right, so let's get to the ways to change contempt around. You know, at the top of the list for me, the top of the list is just basic human respect. And that is the complete opposite of contempt. When you're listening to understand, when you instill appreciation, when you try to find bridges of agreement, that is the opposite of listening with contempt. Another alternative to contempt in relationship is positivity. That's right. Positive people enhance their relationships through positive communication such as appreciation, like I said, 
feelings and expressions of gratitude, showing affection, finding agreements, being curious, interested, smiles to the other person. You want to inundate that kind of behavior. And another very, very important aspect that is the opposite of contempt is empathy. Empathy has the opposite effects of contempt. The more empathetic acts that are committed and the attitudes that are displayed, the more caring and love will be in the relationship. The more empathy that exists between even partners and a parent towards a child, the more that everyone in the household will feel more loving and more loved. So empathy is, I understand you. I want to understand what you are experiencing. And I have compassion for what you are experiencing. Because it shows concern for the other person's feelings and care. You know, contempt on the opposite. That's arrogant and disregarding, right? Dismissal of the other person's concerns. So... Empathy just nurtures relationship bonds and contempt, it just invites very, very deep-seated problems. So you just want to build an environment of kindness, of admiration, of respect, of empathy, of admiration. Yes, you're going to have moments of anger. You're going to have moments of disconnection, but you got to be so careful that they go, don't go towards dehumanizing and that you feel above each other and creating belittled feelings towards your partner. And I just say, like, if you're kind of feeling uncomfortable listening to this stuff, I'd say it's good. You got to feel uncomfortable because you don't want this in your relationship. And like I said, all relationships has some amount, but if it grows and it is the predominant over a period of time, it is the biggest indicator to relationship demise. It is the slow poison. So one reason why I'm telling you all this is because I'd want to stop at fermenting in your relationships. It is the most difficult emotional behavior and feeling that makes it almost impossible to turn it around into a healthy relationship. That's why I want to stop you from doing it. And you know, it's interesting because a lot of people, they, they don't see the mask of contempt. What I mean by that, that there's an adrenaline rush with contempt and that often masks depression because there's a temporarily increase of energy. And what happens is if you stay in contempt, most of the time, it's to avoid the crash back into a depressed mood, right? So contempt can alternate with bouts of worry and depression. Also, there are studies that show that it has not just psychological harm, but also it lowers the efficiency of the immune system, especially right now when we need a healthy immune system. There can be causes of increased ailments like coughs and colds and aches and pains, chronic exhaustion, 
And because it can create this kind of like foggy understanding of consciousness, you know what's also common in people who suffer from contempt? Substance abuse. Yeah. Mm. Just like I said earlier, how contempt can be contagious, so can compassion and kindness. So if you're around a compassionate, kind person, you're more likely to be kinder or more compassionate. Just like if you're around a contemptuous person, you're probably going to be more likely to become contemptuous. So in your relationship, it's really important that you make that agreement to one each other is what do you want to foster in your relationship with each other? What do you want to inspire? What do you want to be around more? My wife and I, we've been talking about we even want to be kinder to each other right now. We have a loving and kind relationship, but we even want to take it deeper and really watch the little bitings and little impatience that we might have when the other one doesn't hear something that one of us has said. Instead of trying to make the point that this is what was said and you weren't paying attention, can't we just be kinder to each other? Say it with a softer voice and maybe just repeat it. You know, Kindness and compassion, it's, there's projections around that, right? If you project onto people that they are compassionate and kind, they're going to be more likely to be more thoughtful of others. And it, just like the opposite, if you project contemptuous characterizations like somebody's a loser or selfish or narcissistic, they're going to be more likely to conform to that projection. That's just the rule of how we have interactions around projections. So make a conscious effort of outgrowing contempt. Contempt is also a way to avoid the vulnerability, you know, because if we think that we're better and the other one is less, then we don't get to be and express our own vulnerabilities and to be known. That's a big one. And here's an interesting thought to note that it's not really about your partner changing, you know, the things that you might be contemptuous about, because any positive change that that person does usually seems like, we call it, too little too late. I've heard this expression, of all the times that you've done this, of all the times of you being a jerk and an asshole, now you decide to be nice? See, so that person can't win at all if they change their behavior. So it's about you being able to let go. If you're contemptuous, is that you need to let go of that contemptuous energy. And I know it's not easy. Don't you want to feel better? by thinking of more positive and compassionate and kindness and appreciative thoughts towards your partner. And if you can't, if that's all you think about is negative and demeaning thoughts, then there you go. Then that probably means that your relationship has is on the rocks and it's done its course and you might have to make a decision together or one of you to get out. Because if you can bring it to yourself to turn around in the more positive attitudes, then in some way it's saying that 
that energy of contempt and negativity has just overrun your relationship and that's what it's about. And now you have to make a decision. So I'm going to just leave you on that. We know that there's a lot of contagions going around, right? And contempt, like I said, is contagious. But here's the good news. So is compassion. So is kindness. So you've got to make a decision. If both of you want to be around each other more, become more compassionate and more kind and to project that onto each other and it will become more of how you think about the other person. And that's got to be a disciplined, consistent, focused work to get out of any of the contemptuous energy that's spiraled down. Yep. So remember, be the person that you want to be. I know you all can do it. And I'm with you. Hey, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this episode. And I hope now you understand and get the clues of what contempt is and how to eliminate that in your relationship and replace it with especially appreciation, which I'm going to do right now. I have a couple podcast donations that I want to appreciate. Kimmy in North Carolina, uh, thank you so much for your recent donation as well as Nikki in New Jersey. Thank you, folks. It's a big help to get this out to you in the professional manner with my team as we do. So if you are inclined to want to donate to my podcast, you can go to my website, prepo.com, click on support the podcast page, and leave a one-time donation or a reoccurring donation. Thank you so much. Don't forget to check out the audio guides that are on my website. You can contact me about my counseling and consulting services also through the website. Check us out at Instagram at Prepo Teplitsky. And if you really like the podcast, would love if you left a review on Apple Podcast. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I hope that you make yourselves a beautiful day filling yourself up with self-compassion and good connections. Relationships, Let's Talk About It is a production of HeartShare Counseling and Consulting PC of Asheville, North Carolina. For more on licensed counselor Prepo Teplitsky, visit heartsharecounseling.com. Theme music by Adi the Monk. This content is intended for informational purposes only is not a substitute for professional counseling and psychotherapy, medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice.